Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're an enemy or a friend, from another postcard to everything old is new again, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He's gonna get it right one day. It's my co-host, Evan. All I'm trying to do is make him come true. It's my co-host, Saker. Ev, you've you've told me something today that I should have known my whole life. Am I false? You know, I was I was thinking about that, like... If one of us didn't exist and they were mm-hmm. just a figment of the other's imagination. We're a fight club. We're an identity. Yeah. Show. Like we're, how, we're a, a late 90s trope. Yeah. How how interwoven are our lives? Like, I mean, there are people who, if they were just figments of my imagination, wouldn't really impact my life at all if they w- weren't real. Like, hmm. I have like a couple coworkers who I have like Zoom meetings with who I'm pretty sure don't exist uh, at this well, point. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I have hung out with you in the presence of other people, which I think is is a big decider, right? Yeah. Because if, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, you affect my life a lot, but you wouldn't <laughs> affect my, my interactions with others other than hopefully someone would have told me right now, you're fucking, you, you have a mental problem, you need to get help if I'm talking to air for a very long time. We like to keep, you know, some people keep the chair open for Elijah at dinner. We keep the chair open for my imaginary friend Evan at uh, Kung Fu Night, the Council of the Fist. Yeah, do you think that, uh, like, I mean, what if you've, you've already seen help and there was just no cure for it? And the, and the therapist mm-hmm. was just like, you know, I mean, it's mostly harmless. It keeps him happy. Like, oh, no. And your partner's just like, well, yeah, he goes down and he just talks to into a microphone for two or three hours a oh, day no. like, at, at, during the weekend. And, you know. It keeps him busy, and you know, oh. we tried to we tried to convince him Evan wasn't real, and he just had a full on like mental break, and then oh, I mean, no. he's finally got to the point where he can go to class again, things like that. And Evan doesn't impact his work life or anything like that, and I mean, he's still a great partner and a good friend and everything. Our 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 friend, the crypto naturalist, just go it talks to your partner, and he says like he still hasn't gotten over Evan's death, and your partner says, yeah, you know, it's okay, he can he can come over as often as he wants <laughs> and just hang out and sit in the backyard with that. Oh chair. my God, was COVID a uh, um, and is COVID all made up too, just to keep you in your house and to, to like. <laughs> People are just telling me COVID is happening. Yeah. Every I go to Google News every morning, and my my wife has just fucking put up fake news yeah. stories. Curated, curated your feed, man. You're entire now, the internet. You're like in a Truman Show sort of situation. Ebbo, I do I do have what what did I get in my arm? Oh, what? My, microchips, right? Oh, okay. This like is five G five G microchips. Is that what is, <laughs> that's, is that what they're injecting us with nowadays? That sounds about right, I suppose. Um, yeah, but I got the vaccine this week. What a joy! Being a being a public educator has exactly one upside, baby, and it's getting those microchips early. You know, I feel like you, you can complain about being a pub, public educator as a, as a class, but yeah. I feel like you specifically have a very sweet gig. I have an unbelievably <laughs> sweet gig. People say, well, public educators don't get enough respect. They're underpaid. I am overpaid, and <laughs> I, I I love my job a lot, and I will never complain. Public education fucking rules. You heard it but, there. You heard it there, conservatives. This is the <laughs> this is the anecdotal evidence you need to gut the school system. <laughs> Fat cat saker living on the public teat. Give me that. I want to suckle it up. Give me all those nickels. Suckle right it the... up. <laughs> what is it? What is the teat hole called? Because the I mean the pee hole has a name. The urethra. Does the teat hole have a name? Like. Areola is the actual. I thought those were like the the bumps around yeah, it, or the yeah. areola. I also 
<laughs> Are you searching for hole in boob? Yeah, I searched for okay. teat hole in the first thing campus. Which teat do I use and why? <laughs> I think you're going to get a lot of like uh, uh, tryptophobia websites. Is that what it's called? Tryptophobia? When you search for teat hole. I don't, I don't know. Oh, it's mostly talking about um, the nubs for bottles. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Those are apparently teat. Put in, wait, what was your search? Teat hole. Teat hole. Search for teat hole human. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) We're going down this rabbit hole here. I don't, also, I don't know anything about, I mean, I have a child and we did breastfeed. I didn't do it. Obviously my partner did, but, uh, is there just one hole? Is it like, or do, does the whole thing open up like a robot? I, hinge open? I feel like this isn't very good pod. <laughs> that, um... How is this not good pod? People need to know this. We're like we're looking up, being... we're looking up boobs on the internet. <laughs> we're just being honest with so, each other and our audience. What parts of the outer... What are the parts of the outer breast, including nipple, areola, Montgomery glands, and other structures? That's what I was thinking of. The Milk Montgomery ducks. glands. Yeah, like, I don't feel like, I mean, I'm sure that somebody named Dr. Jedediah Montgomery um, <laughs> found them out, but I feel like they should be renamed for, like, some female doctor who did something for I'm them. I'm sorry, you don't think there could be a female doctor named Montgomery? Um, I'm sure that, but the thing is, like, they were probably discovered, like, in the 1920s or something, so I'm sure... By, by Jedidias Montgomery. Yeah, it doesn't... Uh, okay, now we're going... All right. We're going... No, this is, this is no! A, this is a, I want to know who... Alright, type de- in, who discovered boobs? Just put that into Google, <laughs> tell me. The answer is you, my friend. Well, men also have Montgomery glands, I guess. Whoa! Okay, so now don't you feel shitty. <sighs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> for, for trying to stick up for women, what? Sebaceous <laughs> Montgomery glands contain sebaceous glands in men. Mm-hmm. Uh, except, mm-hmm. ex- accessory lactiferous glands and lactiferous ducts in women. You can read all you want, but what does it mean, Evan? What does it mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We need to get off this subject. I'm sorry I got you started in this fucking Google hole. Get off Google. No. This is bad pod. I can't. No. Uh, you're going you're gonna to cut this out because I can't rest until I find... Hit the X button. I'm not cutting any of this out. This is important to me. Well, I'm stopping recording. <laughs> no! Stop, stop stopping! Montgomery tubercules. Tubercules. Is it okay to squeeze Montgomery glands? This well... Guy's a, this person's a mystery. Man or woman. I, I don't know. Huh? I have to know whether it's okay to squeeze them, because I've been squeezing my Montgomery's for years. I don't know... Now you have to... Oh, they're named for Dr. William Featherstone Montgomery, an Irish obstetrician who discovered them in 1837. So fuck off, I was right. (laughs) Okay. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, you got me. (laughs) Yeah. Damn it. (laughs) Now, this is what I call podcasting. (laughs) That's what Uh, I call podcasting. Volume six. Can you imagine if they sold like best of podcasts on CD? Just like here's a six minute clip from my brother, my brother and me. That's so funny in a compilation with a bunch of other shit. The problem is I feel like most podcasts are like building rapport with the hosts. So Mm. that's my problem is like someone recommends a podcast to me and I listen to it. I'm like, "Eh, I don't like these guys. But like, yeah, you have to kind of like you have to have an in, right? You have to have something that interests you. It's like, obviously, the bare naked ladies. And then you slowly obviously. build rapport with the hosts until, you know, you consider them like friends. It, you're Stockholmed. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Basically. Yeah, that's how that's we how done it. Works. That's how we done it, listeners. Yep. We are the beast and you are the beauty, my friends. We are a big double, triple M for the uh, um, multi-level marketing scheme for the BN- uh, for BNL. 
Oh, isn't that MLM? What is triple M? McDonald's marketing ma- men. <laughs> Montgomery's. <laughs> Montgomery's marketing men. <laughs> sure, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, oh boy, Evan, I think we're just we're talking like we're not making any sense. We're just daydreaming, buddy. We're, we're just, just daydreaming. Just dribble drabbling. Speaking of dribble drabbling, let's get to our song this week. Our song this week is called Daydreamin', and if you've never heard it before, here, bloop, 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 is a sample. (laughs) I was almost going to make that my uh, um, intro to you, like... (laughs) that would have been amazing this is this i fucking love the intro to this song oh yeah it's like an adventure time song like it's like bemo is uh (laughs) blipping and blooping did you watch those uh adventure time movies though two that are out right now no they are both great. I'm Super sure they great. are. They're on like yeah. HBO Max or something, which I do not have. They are. A friend loaned me her HBO Max subscription, and I've been watching it. Uh, yeah, what a cool, unique way for them to start this song off. It's probably the first five to ten seconds of it are perhaps my favorite intro to a BNL song. <laughs> and then the intro goes for another like 25 seconds, and it drags for so long. That's just the, that's just the Hearn, man. You got to be along for the ride, dude. So like, but he's going to take like, you, he's not going to take you anywhere, but it's going to take a long time. <laughs> Listeners, I probably didn't play the first part of the song when I gave you your brief sample because there's no, le- I'm, I'm going to play the first part of the song right now. Yikes. Like, I it takes a while. I was wondering if they were ever going to start singing. And I was like, maybe, maybe they'll just do a whole musical interlude. I thought so, too. I thought that might be it. Well, at first, I thought YouTube was glitching. I thought I hit, like, the one <laughs> weird, like, turntable glitch on YouTube where it's just hitting the same parts over like and over again. 10, ou- ten hours of Daydream <laughs> BNL intro. Yeah, D- Daydream and intro, parentheses, 10 hours. Um... Oh, God. And then the goodness stopped for me, I think. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I fucking loved this song. Really? This is... Damn. I feel like... I feel like, objectively, this song was kind of just okay, but it was exactly what I needed exactly when I needed it. This... Which which is... Remember, I was like... I was like whining because i didn't get my kev on this album because and i must have i must have read through the track list like a hundred times but for some reason my eyes just glossed over that kev was singing and writing a song on this album and i'm like oh shit a hern song i got really excited that's how i felt too i had just finished editing our last episode in which we both said god i wish there were something to break up the fucking ed monotony of this album i got to the song i was so fucking excited but this song is the definition of a monkey's paw no, is absolutely. I was yearning for a hernin, but like I couldn't do it after a while. Yeah, I f- feel the hern, man. I I tried, I tried, Hernie, but Hernie Sanders, twenty twenty four. This song just hurned me in the end. Oh. Um, 
it it's and the problem is here's the turn problem. around every, every now, now and then, and then I- <laughs> uh the problem is that this song is six fucking minutes long no i mean you're you are coming at this like a bnl song which is your your first mistake you it is a bnl song at, you need to come at you need to come at this like a hern song remember when he gave us six minutes of soundscapes for uh watching the northern lights remember when he moaned yes. about ghosts for maybe 45 minutes i don't remember yeah. how long jerome was but. I, I, fucking if this were an ambling rambling sweet calm song to finish off the album like northern lights was where the end was in sight and i was just fucking walking towards the light like i knew that i was sub- being subsumed into heaven like that would have been fine but the fact that this is a six minute song with two songs after it like <laughs> enjoy this soundscape and then get dumped right back into edville like <laughs> i feel like i feel like that was mostly jim because jim was like this is a song about daydreaming obviously so we need to make the song sort of meandering a little bit more because you know jim is really it's important that the song reflect the the title and the lyrics all the way through every self-similarity across the spectrum good old diegetic cregan the the diegesis that's what they that's his nickname within the band (laughs) mr diegesis um i do love his baseline in this song it kind of roams all over the place it does its own thing like it's cool well Um, pretty much everything roams all over the place except for those like like shot across the bow guitars yes yeah it's those they're very strange like they're very they're very jarring and i liked them because it, it it really like shocked me This is this is exactly like I said, um, you know, talking about the last episode, not only were we asking for a Hearn song, I was also asking for them to do something interesting on this album and do something different. And mm-hmm. then they gave me this song and I was like, no, I, I regret what I said. Give me please. another song about being sorry you cheated on your <laughs> wife, please. That's fine. I'm totally OK. But like because they've showed they've showed no restraint. Like, I know it's harsh of me because the whole album I've been begging oh, them to do something no, experimental. But, like, it's, it's, it, the only reason the song is interesting is for the virtue of not being the same. Mm-hmm. Like, if this song were in isolation, I would be like, this song super sucks. But at least I was like, this song is not great because at least it gave me a reprieve from Ed. Not even like the chip tunes going through the whole thing. He didn't that even... part was that part was fine. And actually, they kind of fade into the background after the. Like I said, the intro is the best part of the song by <laughs> far. It rules. But like the the best, the most charitable thing I can perhaps say about this song is that it's good background music. It's good montage music. That's what I, it felt like. Um, you know, like in like a side-scrolling video game from like the like the Super Nintendo early PlayStation era, where yeah. you run it along, and then you then for no reason like a flying level happens. Like this is like <laughs> the background music for the flying level in some game. Yeah, probably. Could we score an entire video game with Bennett and Ladies tunes? What's the ice level song for Bennett? <laughs> oh, this is a listener question that somebody's got to ask before I answer. I'm not going to do your work for you, listeners. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Now I'm just thinking about, like, Super Mario 3 World 4, like, the giant level. What <laughs> Burning a Lady song sounds the biggest? Ah, fuck. Not going to do it right now. Yeah, um, I, um, I I can't really... I think it was just my, my delight at hearing them do something weird and different. Mm-hmm. And then also, when I heard Kev's voice come in, 
I got so excited because I hadn't expected it at all, even having looked over the album a million times. I don't know why I right. didn't see it. it. Made me super happy. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, and like I said, it's good. And for a while, I think it has a lot of goodwill. But around three thirty, the goodwill just ran out for me because the oh, lyrics man. are over, and it's still gonna run for another two minutes. Yeah, I mean that was Northern Lights though, basically, right? The but, same thing. Uh, like and you I like said, you loved that. I fucking love Northern Lights, but Northern Lights had a purpose to me because it was ending our album. It was our outro. We were going away. Goodbye, Bannigan Lady. See you again in three years. <laughs> goodbye. <But> like, <laughs> goodbye. Oh, I miss that song. But this is just like, let's take a pause. Near the end, we can see the finish line, but let's extend it. Especially when juxtaposed with the other songs on this album, which are quick sketches, quick ideas, done quickly. Maybe we've stretched them out a little bit, but we're not stretching them out beyond two and a half, three minutes. This song is a short sketch, just like all the other songs on this album, made (laughs) into a fucking gigantic ass song. Like, it's just so, so long. They pushed their goodwill to the, they strained it. You need to you need to just uh, let yourself get taken away. Um, I know this song was a little challenging for you, Saker, and I understand that. But uh... <laughs> I hate to be challenged. Give me comfort. Just give me my bare naked ladies hot chocolate. That's all I want at this point. I get it, Ed. You're sorry you cheated on your wife. Let's hear it again. <laughs> Let's Could hear this... how committed you are to this relationship. Could this song also be about him cheating on his wife? No, that he's he's I'm... dreaming about getting it back. I'm gonna get it right one day. dive into the lyrics i feel like this song is about somebody who is kind of just always considered to be out there you know like sure you know everyone i mean i do it you do it. everyone does it like a you know like a gifted kid a kid who was gifted and told like basically our our uh, millennial generation crutch where like everyone's told that they're good and we got trophies for everything the boomers mm-hmm. gave us all these trophies and you know and so we we start something and then if we don't immediately succeed we discard it yeah right and I speak, I speak from experience, and I speak from talking to all my friends. So it's it's an anecdote. It's anecdotal, but it's also a wide sample. Mm-hmm. So I so, think that this this is sort of that that specifically called out. Like, oh yeah, I could be a. It's fucking Kev. So he's like, um, general, 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 incredibly specific general. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could be a leader. I could be a beekeeper in a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> It is incredibly specific after a while, yeah. We only has four jobs. Doctor, helicopter pilot, beekeeper, and leader. Kobe Kobe Bryant's helicopter pilot. Oh, no. Oh, Ebo. Hey, this was 2013, man. He's probably, a, I mean, like, that's a, that's a plum job. <laughs> sure is, and it always will be. Um, was it? Was he piloting his own helicopter? I thought he was. No, the pilot. no. Oh, okay. No, it was a, it was some guy because I think that that Bryant's family is now suing the guy because he. Wait, not he the guy, survived suing the guy's family or the no, the, or the company, the company and the guy's family. I don't know, not okay. the guy's family, obviously, but the company that hired him because yeah. he disregarded some weather warning or something. Uh, so, Ev, you've skimmed the song by kind of very generally telling me what you think it's about, and I agree. Can we go deep in this song? Is there literally anything to go deep on in this song? Why? Why would you? Because <laughs> that's not that that defeats the purpose of the song. What is the purpose of the song? 
to just be a light uh, amuse bouche for the last take, two to songs. take you on a journey to nowhere. This is like if I were eating like a Thanksgiving dinner and like I had my big plate full of like potatoes and turkey and cranberry sauce, and then someone was like holding a dish with like Melba toast in it, and they came over to me and they were like, "Sir, would you like something right before you like you've you've tucked into your turkey dinner? But would you like an amuse bouche like in the middle of your fucking album? No, no, I'm done with appetizers." <laughs> I it's more like this. it's more like you're tucking into your Thanksgiving and you've had your you've had your your openers you've had your you know whatever whatever appetizers you're gonna eat whatever um, then you you get into the meal you eat your turkey you eat your but there's no mashed potatoes and you're like mm. where the fuck are my mashed potatoes I need my mashed potatoes and then like someone goes you want mashed potatoes you want mashed potatoes and they just bring out a huge bucket of mashed potatoes and you just keep slopping them on you. your plate for six minutes <laughs> it just keeps slopping and they're good mashed potatoes like they're buttery they're thick i could you know it's it's what you expect when you get you get from mashed potatoes but sure. you don't want to eat six minutes of them sure i mean it might even be more of a you have no choice they're foie grasing you they are just putting that funnel in your throat uh, and just shooting yes those mashed potatoes <laughs> into your stomach because you have no choice but to enjoy kevin hearn for six minutes uh, this song is unskippable on every copy of this album. <laughs> you can't. Uh, also, how do you make it? So- <laughs> I don't know. If you try and skip it, it just rewrites the next song to be <laughs> itself. Did I ever tell you the most interesting secret track I ever heard was on an album where you had to go to track one and then manually hold the like rewind button and it would go pre track one. And there was an extra three minutes before track one that you had to go into to find the secret song. It was wild, like super cool. That has nothing to do with anything. Um, Kev, it is 2013. Who the fuck are you talking to that has a fax machine? Get off the fax machine. Well, it's uh, it's in the liner notes. It's facts machine. F A C T S. Are you serious? Yes. What a, what, I mean, I think he said, I mean, I'm pretty sure he says fax machine. It might've been a mistype, but like on the line notes, but on the notes, the lyrics, it does say facts. Wait, the liner notes definitely say facts. I'm reading it from genius.com now. Holy shit. That's wild. So is this, this could be a secret message because, oh, that actually makes sense. Turn off the facts machine. Like, I don't need your facts. What I need yeah. is my fantasies. Don't tell me, don't tell me that I'm going to have to actually go to school to like get training to become a helicopter pilot or a doctor. I can just be a leader, you know? I, I hate that that just made this song like six times better for me. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that Fair Naked Ladies pivot. But it's a pivot you would never know unless you were reading the liner notes. Yeah, unless you unless you're a herniac. Wow. Unless you're a true herniac. Unless you have hernias every day. Damn oh, that's right, I do. That's very cool and very interesting. Kev? I start every day with a hernia. <laughs> Big ups to you, buddy. But then let's go back into Big Downs to you because what is he doing in this song? Like I love Hern, of course I do, but he's doing his best fucking like robot impression in this song. Like, he's not modulating his voice at all. I might be a doctor. <laughs> I might be a well, diplomat. He's got, that, <laughs> he's got that whispery accompaniment. Like, it's like him going, like, in the background, like, I might be a doctor. And then someone just goes, doctor. And it's okay. like his soul is, like, pulled out of his body <laughs> and is, like, pinned to the wall like a uh, like a butterfly in a uh, in a killing jar. And he's sure. like, say it. He goes, doctor. <laughs> 
doctor. Well, it's almost like how many villains in the Star Wars universe, uh, they double their voice because we have the voice of the dark side speaking in back of them. We were talking about this right before the record listeners. Um, yep, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's like they're... At first, you think it's like an echo of their voice, but then you realize the dark side is saying what they're saying a millisecond before, and they're the echo. That's correct. So I think I don't Her- think that's actually true, but it'd be cool if it was. Kevin Hearn is just a shell for the dark forces that run through Kevin Hearn. Of course, his vampiric tendencies, and of course, he's. I think are they dark forces? I mean, they're forces. They're powerful forces, but oh, he's an angel. I think yeah, we said like, that before. I don't think it's good or bad. I think it's like like fa- a fairy, like fairy forces. Like he's an elf. Okay, he's some sort of fae. He's a little brownie. Yeah, it's I like Tata- Oberon and Titania, the power of the good neighbors, the Tuatha de Danan, like flow through him. Sure, Tir Nanog, his yep. ancestral home. After after the tour, all the BNL boys are like, "All right, time to go home." And like Ed gets in his like Hummer and cr- crims off, and Jim jumps in the back of his fucking. Uh, um, What's Jim drive? Jim drives like a fucking Model T or something with a <laughs> big, right. with like one, a big extended back, so he can put his base in there. And then Tyler just like hoves into his jalopy, which has like four or five like uh-huh. half-eaten McDonald's hamburgers on the ground, and just picks up right where he left off. And then Kev just like walks into a misty field <laughs> with, a, with a mound in the middle bit, in middle of it, and he just like disappears into the mist. See you next tour, guys. <laughs> do they do they know? Do they realize what he's doing, or have they already left by then? Yeah, I think they're gone. They're okay. Like, Good job, piano dude. Sure. Good job, piano dude. They don't even know his name. <laughs> and Tyler's like, keep it greasy. <laughs> Tyler keeps calling him Billy Joel all tour. He's not even going to attempt to learn his name. I feel like Tyler has the car that I once saw driving home from your house, which is a, a giant purple... I don't know what type of car it was, but the trunk was up, and instead of being just a flat trunk on the top, they had mm-hmm. installed a plasma TV, which was bumping the music video for the song that was blasting out their car. What was, a fucking winner. It was an incredible car. It was also like 1 a.m., and he was blasting music and playing music videos in his trunk. Uh, anyway, it ruled, and I would have hated it had I been in your neighborhood. Um... Yeah, but uh, so, but he is. There is this dark side because it's not like we've heard earlier in the album where it's Ed like re-recording like a darker version of himself or something. I truly just think they doubled his vocal track and then nudged it like a millisecond this way. Like it just it adds. Nothing. It just adds like this little tiny echo onto his oh, voice. I loved it. I loved it. It was it was perfection. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. So strange. Um, it's like yeah. a peppy Northern Lights. Uh, it's see. I wrote this song is about someone who has accomplished nothing but one day intends to. It's like a mixture of some fantastic and watching the Northern Lights and when you dream except it's like the subpar version of all three of those songs yeah the lyrics are fucking suck i will agree with you there the lyrics are just garbage yeah except I, for like the except for like uh, the part where he's like you know this time i'm gonna make it happen you'll see one of these like it added a little bit of like character mm. but for the most part it's just him listing things which yeah. is my least favorite <laughs> fucking song that's a bnl trope though it's just one of those yeah. list songs it's got a postcard with a monkey and another monkey um, yeah, I don't know. And then there's just fucking weird shit in this song, too. During the first chorus, there's a weird feedback noise in the right ear, which sounds very intentional. 
it's like a satellite sending back a signal. I hate it. It doesn't make any sense. It's bizarre. But you didn't like you didn't isolate it and reverse it, and you hear the, like Rukev's going Shit. like. Yes, yes, Mr. Miss, Mrs. J- Miss Jonathan from the fourth grade class. I became a musician just like I said I was going to. <laughs> you doubted me, and now you're now you're gonna pay. <laughs> oh fuck! Now you're gonna pay. Good lord! I've sent I've sent my leprechauns to your house. What would or at be... least the house you used to live. I'm gonna find you. What would be the point of? Because in a back mask, I think you're trying to subliminally tell people to do something, right? What would uh, be the point of hiding a threat in a back mask <laughs> just to, to make to make whoever the, the target of your threat just vaguely easy sure like it's like if we got miss johnson from fourth grade on the podcast she'd be like yeah i i mean it's a fine song but i just felt like someone was watching me the whole time do you think that i should just send a blast out to every public school in toronto and say did you teach any of these five children just to try and get one of their teachers on the pod would that be fun would that be a good a good guess all their their teachers are probably fucking retired like 10 years retired oh yeah i guess that's true well, they're not that much older than us. If they had a young teacher going in. Yeah, like, okay. So they're 50s right now. Yeah, maybe so. So that so would they be what, gone like to school 40 like years ago. 40 yeah, years ago, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's no way there's a teacher still yeah. kicking around. Never mind. Wow. Well, it might be. Like, say you came in at, let's say you came in at 20, right? And that would be, what, 30, so 50, 60? Are there 50, 60-year-old? I don't know. I'm not a public school teacher, but are there 50, 60-year-old teachers or do yeah, they get out? but I think they all get, I mean, because our retirement system is so good. Hey, being a public school teacher fucking kills. It's so good. <laughs> you guys are on Oprah's, right? Uh, we're on, we have our own. It's uh, oh, for lucky, lucky. just teachers, yeah. <laughs> let's, get, let's get into the minutia of our retirement just, plans. You, first thing you do when you become a teacher is they send you like the packet saying you're going to be taken care of. And it, it <laughs> comes with like a fucking monocle. It comes like, with a monocle and a nail file. Yeah, only, <laughs> only wear this around other teachers and in private. Yes, that's true. Um, that Bottle what, of Dom Perignon. Can we, can we talk about the, uh, the solo on this song? The jamming on Which the Which one? <laughs> well, right after the last chorus. He starts jamming on the keyboard. <laughs> oh, God, I love that. Like, <laughs> it immediately turns into fucking garbage. equivalent of like a stroke it like he's just like really is he's just he's just going to town on the fucking keyboard like just plays any notes yeah yeah this is just the laziest and then like guitar is playing alongside it and then they become stutter step and then they go fully out of sync with one another around four minutes and 30 seconds just fully they've gone off the deep end on this song and Listen, again Sager, i understand this might be challenging for you but i want you to just <laughs> open your mind God, are you just going to serve me just a shit pie and be like, so, now this is a challenging meal. If you don't get it, I'm not saying you're stupid, but ugh, it's a refined taste. So in a previous podcast, you said it's not the notes they play, it's the notes they don't play. But what if they play They play every note? Fuck. What are you going to do then? Fuck. 
Well, then it's not good because it's about the <laughs> notes they don't play. So the only true, the best solo is just being very quiet. You look into the song itself and the song is about somebody who plans on doing something best of intentions, but never actually does anything. Mm-hmm. So the lack, the lack of non-notes uh, sort of speaks to that. It's, it's a hundred. <laughs> You've okay. All right. All right. I'm feeling it, but it's, it's kind of like in a horror movie, right? When they show you the villain, it becomes so much less scary. If you never play the solo, then the solo I've imagined in my head is the scariest solo of all. And that's the <laughs> solo that I want. I want that A-plus solo. When I'm, when I'm, my favorite album is when I'm going to sleep at night and it's just quiet. <laughs> and then I imagine all the beautiful music in my head. Yeah, see, for me, that's that's super scary because like, the the unknown like you know because i'm i'm con- i'm not conflict averse but i'm i'm conflict averse and also um like risk averse mm-hmm. so i don't want to imagine any notes because then like i like you said the notes that i imagine are way scarier they're, they're threatening <laughs> to me so him him playing every note puts my mind at total ease i'm like he's covered all the bases <laughs> i don't need to worry about anything i can just enjoy the re- the last four minutes of this song now correct me if i'm wrong but to write your books you copy and paste the dictionary into a word document and then just chip away at words until yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, got That's it. That's why it's like a my version of the Bible is in the beginning there was everything. <laughs> okay, got it. Oh man, that comforts you. So if you yeah. just Okay, okay. Ev, can you imagine a note that we've never heard before that Kev didn't play? Oh, God. You're making me kind of nervous now. My, hand, <laughs> my palms are getting sweaty. Like, oh, got clammy hands now. I don't know if I like this. I don't like this thought experiment, Saker. See, that's what this song did for me. It forced me to confront these big, scary ideas that I did not like. And so I'm not a fan of this song. Well, let's see. There you go. Like I said, it's pretty challenging. It's challenging, but I think you're going to come out the other end a better person for it. You can be challenged and still dislike something, right? <laughs> like, if I well, watched I think, a public I think beheading. Being challenged, I think being challenged. Yeah, uh, okay. Public beheading, yes. <laughs> That's challenging to watch. Doesn't mean I've come out a better person in the end. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. This is the musical equivalent of a public of watching an Al-Qaeda fucking like torture video. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry, did I bring the mood down? We were having so much fun. <laughs> We're still having fun. We we see. I, uh, I I've confronted you to think about that, and now that you've thought about it, you can stop thinking about it. Otherwise, it yeah, would always be lurking in the background. <laughs> that's how thoughts work that's in my how, head. When I wake up in the morning and I'm like, just kind of, you know, they're running through my head. I'm just like, well, I thought of all those thoughts. I can go back to sleep now. <laughs> I better think of every bad thing that could possibly happen today to just get it out. That's, that's how brains work, you know. Uh, when you tell them to when you tell them to stop thinking of something, they just they just listen to you, right? I think that's what therapy is: is your therapist just yells like, "You're gonna get into a car accident. You're gonna fall out of an airplane," <laughs> and then you can just like stop thinking about those things uh, forever. And yeah, you're like, odds are that we are probably gonna be all right. Oh God! Uh, well, Ev, <laughs> uh, did you see any live versions of this song? I saw the one in Santa Barbara where there was a four-way power jam. Yeah. Oh, the four-way power jam, power baby. Jam. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's really the only one. And it was just Kev kind of singing yeah. there are only, to, a cl- to a click track, basically. I think there are only two on uh, on YouTube, and they're both boring. There's just nothing going on there. Yeah, I think for me, like, this was this is a song that got much better on future listens because I stopped listening to the words of the song and just treated Kev's, like, Kev's voice like an instrument. And if I just, if you just let it, like wash over you then it goes a lot better it just is like a soundscape you don't want to you don't really want to dig into what he's saying because yeah. 
it's not really worth it. Yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe I was concentrating too hard on on listening to the song that we were reviewing and not <laughs> and not just letting it be. <laughs> that's my problem as a as a professional song critic. Are, I guess we are kind of prof- we have made a minute amount of money on this. Yeah. I mean, if you do something and somebody pays you for it, you are technically a professional. Yeah, hell yeah, we're professional podcasters, my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ev, did you have anything else to talk about in regards to the song, or have we exhausted you as well? I imagine this song. It's like I, I like that they they they're exploring sort of more electronic uh, music, mm-hmm. and they've 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 really I, and I kind of I kind of got on them before for not like experimenting and like stretching, but they're really. Like they're like, yeah, we're gonna do an electronic album, and so right. we're gonna look at a, a lot of different ways of doing it. And again, they're not like I don't I don't think there's gonna be a dubstep song or anything on it, but they're definitely stretching out as much as they can. And this this song, I imagined, it's like, you ever been to a rave? Yes. And you know, like everyone's dancing, there's lights, music, pulsing, that sort of stuff, and there's always the one guy, and it's always a guy uh-huh. at the rave. It's like everyone there is, you know. 20 somethings maybe maybe late teens and there's one like 50 year old guy who's just like jamming out in the middle of the dance floor and i mean he's having fun and he's not he's not harming anyone Mm -hmm. he's not being like aggressive or anything but he's just there sure now this is like a rave song but when you walk in you start to dance you realize that everyone else in the rave is that 50 year old guy there's just 60 50 year old guys dancing to a rave and you know they're allowed to they're having fun it's no problem. Yeah. Not hurting anyone. You know, it's good, but it's like, huh, this is just a different, this is just a different atmosphere than I was expecting. Sure. So this is like, and this is the rave song. So I just imagine a bunch of like older dudes, like middle-aged dudes, you know, in their, in their day glow shirts and they've got their light sticks and their necklaces with pacifiers on sure. them and backwards hats. And sure. I haven't been to a rave since like the early aughts. So you nailed it. That's, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> uh yeah i don't know that seems like paradise though there's no one there to judge you because every it's a garlic festival right you don't worry about having garlic breath at a garlic festival because you know everybody's got it baby so you just kind of keep on keeping on so i'm kind of into that 60 60 year old men i've always been into 60 60 year old men this is just like a you don't want to play anything too fast right because they can't they can't keep up and you don't want to play anything too like in depth because they'll get they'll get into it like they'll get they'll get too like locked into the music this is just kind of a nice breezy like rave song for middle-aged uh party goers who want to get home in time to like you know because they gotta get up in the morning go work or some shit like that i think to me you're being very charitable to this song because i felt like because i liked it because i felt like it was bare naked ladies trying to misappropriate whatever was popular in 2013 which just happened to be big electronic bangers like skrillex was happening and fucking like dead mouse and like and they were like oh shit let's jump on board this train and and suck some money out of it as quick as we can and so they did a bunch of auto-tune shit and big you know bass and limits and they didn't do a bad job with it but i will bet you that silver ball doesn't sound like this i don't disagree okay (laughs) all right (laughs) everything you said makes total sense to me and i'm sure that's what happened yeah but yeah yeah yeah, i don't know so so to me it was a little bit depressing uh to hear i mean even though i liked it i love limits i think limits is a a fantastic song yes Uh, i really like limits i I think that yeah i mean like i mean this is back to the hauntology stuff like i i want them to change with the times i want them to grow as a band yeah but you know i don't think that if they kept putting out 
like stunt and like kept trying to hit stunt stuff where they're singing doing their old stuff like more of more of the same i don't know if they would have even continued on as a band as much they would have become sort of an oddity but we could or, or an oldies we band could, we could hear the change coming i think stunt sounds way different than like e to e mm, sounds way yeah. different than bare ladies or men like i think that they were evolving and they were changing and I keep mm-hmm. in my head, I keep going back to everything had changed, not just because we're talking about this, but just because of how stark that song is to me. That might be one of my favorite Brennan Good Lady songs. I keep coming back to it in my everyday life, too. Um, hmm. So I don't know. I feel like they were they were so good at, at changing and growing and evolving. And now they're just doing whatever culture tells them to do rather than doing I their own thing. Yes. I think that, like, like you said, we could hear it coming because I remember them experimenting more with like electronic stuff on albums not not stunt so much but like e2e and although the, be it blam and blah man like there's there's definitely a bit more of that like keyboard and that's obviously kev's influence but i mean i think that he he's gotten a little bit more experimental as they go along yeah too so ev um why don't you tell me just for shits and giggles what comedian this song is about this was a really hard one because like normally like ed's a goonie a goonie guy mm-hmm. and you know it's really easy to like to like read read into what he's doing but like Kev, like who the fuck is Kev? Like what comedian is Kev gonna write a song Ooh, about? And you know, what? I hadn't even. I mean, I this the, this guy's name. Like I knew, I recognized his name, but I'd never really heard of him that much or like noticed him because he's like a Reagan era comedian, which is fine. Like because like you know, Kev wrote this song and it's kind of like a childlike song, um, like who you know just kind of meandering. Uh, but it 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 adds a little bit towards the end that reframes uh you know what you think about the song because it's normally it's just a list of him you know kind of talking and then he he kind of spins it's kind of the whole song is a pivot a pivot statement uh-huh because he talks about you know how he's going to do this do that and like that and then you find out like he pulls the curtain back a little bit and you see that like he's never really accomplished anything and he's like all I want to do is make it come true but at the same time he's never going to do that right so it's kind of a uh, it's kind of sad and funny but um this guy have you heard of emo phillips of course i have yeah absolutely okay see i hadn't i hadn't really heard of him that much like i just um i knew him from like adventure time because he was cuber's voice yeah he's in uhf he's in uh he was on an episode of space Ghost coast to coast emo phillips rules yeah yeah i knew him i knew him from those i think um but i didn't really know him as a comedian so he's yeah he's obviously famous for the uh what are those called paraprosdokians is that what that's called where you um it's where you start a sentence or you start a sentence and then the end of the sentence makes you it's a pivot line basically oh, it makes okay. you reframe the front of the sentence like um take my wife please okay got it or uh <laughs> what's that one uh my uncle's dying wish was to have i'm doing fucking rodney dangerfield my uncle's <laughs> hey. dying wish was to have me on his lap he was in the electric chair hey that's a is that a time flies like an arrow fruit flies like a banana is that a prosdokian yeah i think so okay all a right para prosdokian like yeah, yeah. I sleep te- I sleep eight hours a day, ten at night. Hey! <laughs> hey. So yeah, emo's famous for that. Um, that's his. That's his sort of shtick. Also, his shtick is being, like, if Kevin Hearn's soul was a was a comedian, mm-hmm. it would be emo Phillips, right? Because he comes comes up on stage. He's sort of fidgety, nervous. He's got this sort of like ramblings, but like also sort of slow. Like he makes you wait for everything. Yes, is like in his voice, and I don't. I'm not sure how well that character has aged. Yeah, what because, is he? Because it is a, it is a character. Oh, I think, that he puts I on. hope I so. Jesus Christ! Can you imagine being yeah. that person in real life? Yeah. yeah so it's a I, like because I don't know like especially with like more you know mental health awareness things like that because he play uh, the character he plays is 
I mean, he, he sounds like he's either drunk or he's got some sort of uh, like. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what issue would uh, would contribute to that. Right. But at the same time, like like that's sort of the joke too. And I don't think I don't necessarily think that he's doing that particular part to be funny. I think that just adds to the humor of his of his like wi- sort of witty dialogue. Sure. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to go. I'm not going to defend uh, Emo Phillips in any way. <laughs> okay. Why? Well, he doesn't need your defense. He's a great person. I'm sure he is. I don't know, okay. man. <laughs> I might be totally wrong. God, if he's fucking, if if he's got me too, please don't tell me, uh, or actually tell me. I gotta know when to yeah. hate him. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't want another uh, bean dad on my. Yeah, hey, record. let's come out right now. Yes, yes. And say we are very sorry for <laughs> defending Bean Dad. Uh, holy yeah. Christ! I had no yeah, we idea. We did not. We did not know that he had uh, he had uh, allegations of sexual harassment yeah. against him on the JoJo cruise. Yeah. So Jesus. Uh, very unaware of that. And uh, foot in my mouth. Apology. Both offered of us. To yeah. all, both of us. Yeah. Defense. No. Sorry more. about that. Yep. So him him working as an anecdote for uh, people being canceled who shouldn't have been. We were wrong again. <laughs> Indeed, we were. Turns uh, out people getting canceled. You know, you you dig into it. Yeah, they should probably be canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> okay, yeah, we sounds were, good. We, we, this is what you get for listening to two two white dudes talking about cancel culture. Sorry, well, I mean, we're, we're, we're working it out in our brains. I appreciate you know, our our one person on the Discord who said, yes. "I I I love that you guys. You know, when presented with new information, you don't double down." Which thank you. We love you. Yes. Thank you for supporting yes. us. <sighs> All right. Uh, anything else about emo Phil? gotta take my wife please i I forgot how much good shit he was in he's in a couple episodes of home movies he was in dr cats he was in an episode of review one of my favorite shows of all time Um, he was in that eight out of ten cats panel show that we watched the one time that's right apparently he was yeah god yeah he just i i remember watching him as a kid i i learned about him from space coast coast to coast and fucking loving him so Cool. Yeah. yeah. This is a good I just one. remember him I just remembered him as Cuber from Adventure Time because I've been watching Adventure Time a million times with my son. I don't remember who Cuber is. He's the guy who's like um it's like Oh, oh, oh Glebel Babel Grapes, you're just in time. <laughs> Babel's Cuba's bound to watch an ink dribble adventure oh, from the days of old yes. on my hollow pyramid. Oh, the Grable's guy. Okay, I remember yeah. now. Yes, that's correct. Oh, man. I see you, crimpy glimmers on a triode, flipping the diode. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you could have been an Adventure Time writer. You're very good at making really fucking just meaningless phrases up. That's that's kind of your mo, isn't it? Yeah, malapropisms yeah, are yeah, definitely yeah. my uh, my jam. Oh goodness. Um. Wow. I am for one. I am happy that Emo Phillips is being added to our comedy festival lineup. Very excited for him to join the ranks of whoever the Margaret Cho or whoever the fuck <laughs> Louis else C.K. you've talked about. <laughs> Mindy Kaling, yeah. Key and Peele. <laughs> <laughs> and carrot top our our, carrot top, our yeah. piece de resistance wow yeah. uh ev i think it's about time we rate this song rebel wilson <laughs> as usual we rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed the more naked this song is the better it is the more clothes it's wearing of the horse uh ev as usual we're gonna have you start us off how naked is this song you know sometimes it's okay that life is a dream, you know? I take a bite of this steak, it's juicy, salty, it's boist. You know, what else do I need? Exactly. Put me back in. Exactly. Put me back in, folks. <laughs> I'm in the Matrix. Here I am. But there's a glitch. 
and then they put me back in something goes a little bit wrong with my with my reintegration process everything else is fine steak tastes great living my life um you know they put me in a great they put me in a great house with a great family lots of friends good job Uh-oh. um i've got a side i've got a side gig as an author that i you know <laughs> I make I don't make a ton of money, but you know it keeps me happy, keeps me busy in my off hours. I've got a side side gig with my good buddy uh, Saker, <laughs> who is definitely real, and um, we you know we get together and we chat on the weekends about a band mm-hmm. that uh, an obscure Canadian uh, uh, hit hit maker from the nineties. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, every time I'm, I'm I, I I think that I'm the problem is is I think that I'm wearing fewer clothes than I actually am. Um, no matter what I'm wearing. So, like, I get up in the morning, I put on uh, a sweater and a shirt and pants, or it's and it's a cold day, so I'm just wearing a sweater. And I go out, I go out in that, and like I'm walking around, and someone like stops me on the street and goes, "Are you are you hot in that?" And I'm like, "What? I'm just wearing a sweater and a shirt." I mean, it's like what 30 degrees outside. I, sh- I mean, it's a little bit chilly even. He's like, "Oh, okay, sure, fine." Uh, so I go to work and I strip off my uh, my sweater and um, sit at my desk and like I'm talking to my boss and he goes are you hot are you hot in that and i'm like what i'm just in my work shirt and like pants and he's like okay sure fine whatever <laughs> and uh so i go about my day and like i go down i'm time it's bedtime and uh you know i sleep nude so i'm taking i take off my clothes get in bed and my partner is walking and he goes i thought you slept nude and i go i, I am nude and he goes oh sure fine okay whatever and that's how i go about my day so like i'm always wearing like two or three layers more clothes than i think i am uh-huh um, which is my rating of this song. I thought it was great. Sure. I, I think it's a fucking amazing song, but I'm actually way more dressed than I think I am. Okay. So you're more dressed. So you think it's good, but you know it's not? Well, I think it's good, and I'm convinced it's good. Right. Right? Because I, I can't see the clothes. I don't, you know, I don't know that they're on me. But, but everybody else thinks that the can see the clothes. The song can see the clothes. <laughs> okay, got yeah. it. Because objectively, I think it's an, objectively, it's an okay song, but I really liked it. <laughs> For me, Ebo, <laughs> for me, uh, I'm at the mall. Buddy, it's quarantine is over. I hate that I have to preface everything with that. I actually don't. I'm at the mall and things are normal. And I'm, uh, I'm walking around and you know I love the mall. I'm there every day. I'm there twice a day sometimes. I just love to oh. be there. I love to... You like to you like to do the circuits like the uh, the, the mall walkers. Like the old you, men, that's correct. It's like you're yeah you're doing a fast walk. Your heartbeat gets up, and every at the end of every loop, you get a nice sniff of those Cinnabons. Yum! It smells so good. And actually, there's a store I've never seen before in the mall. I love that. All right, what it's called? <laughs> Forever Forty Two. It's called the Emperor's New New Clothes. And I go, <laughs> oh, interesting. You know what? I'm gonna take a break. I'm getting winded. I've been walking around this mall for hours now. <laughs> I'm going to hop in the Emperor's New New Clothes and see what's up. So I hop in this store, and there's a man who's there, and the, all there are mannequins. Just nothing else, just mannequins. And I walk in, and he says, hello there. Can I interest you in the Emperor's New New Clothes? And I say, what does that mean? And he says, well, here we take off all of our clothes. And I say, that sounds kind of fun i guess and over the next hour and a half he talks to me and this dude's got a silver tongue i love the way he sounds i'm really into him and he's <laughs> nobody else comes into the store no the whole time. nobody comes in and he convinces me over the course of that 90 minutes that like fuck nudism oh, nudism is good you need to get out of here you need to get out of there man you're in a bad situation <laughs> so so uh i pay him to take my clothes away that's the service that he provides so i take off my clothes and i walk outside proudly 
And I walk, you know, I'm in the mall now and I'm walking around and nobody's even giving me a second look. And I'm like, that dude was right. Nudism is natural. Nudism is good. I come home and like come to my partner who's been watching our kid all day while I just walk the mall for hours and hours. And I say, "Hun, how do you like my new clothes? And she says, they're fine. And I say, yeah, but like I'm, I'm nude. Like, isn't that crazy? And she goes, no, you're not. You're wearing clothes. And I say, oh, that man, his name tag said, Kevin, he tricked me. Kevin tricked me. So like. And you go back to the mall and you find that the, the store was, there was never. never a store there. It was just. It's, it's just a, it's just a burnt out husk. Like there was a, <laughs> the, there was a fire there six years ago. <laughs> Nobody's been there for years and years. Yes. Son. Uh, the Claire's the Claire's burned not since the Claire's burned down. <laughs> they tried to put a Lego star in there, but it never took. Uh, so yeah, and then they burnt that one down too. <laughs> Sometimes nude is better. <laughs> so this is a song where, like, I saw it on the track list. I was like, "Fuck yeah, a Hearn song. This is gonna be good as hell." But in reality, I'm walking around with a full suit on. Like Kevin Hearn tricked me into thinking this would be a great song, but uh, no, these are the Emperor's new new clothes, my friend. Sad. Sad. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Barenaked Ladies podcast. Hi, Evan. What do you consider a god? (sighs) I shoot him and he's fine. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, anyone who survives a bullet wound is a god to you? I mean, basically, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's powerful, right? I I consider guns usually, yeah, the the human killer. That's what I've always called a gun. I remember I've I've never liked guns. Uh-huh. I think ever. Like uh and I, I mean I've shot guns. I ran the rifle range at the camp that I worked at and like, you know, 22s and whatnot. So I I've, I've gone I've used guns, but I've never liked them just in theory or in practice. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in like a history class and I was learning about the British Empire or something and at some point it was like I realized that they were using guns now, and I'm like, oh, I'm bored. I don't like this. I don't like history really? anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm never going to be able to get into, like, World War Two or World War One. I'm never going to be one of those dads. What? Because I just find it fundamentally, guns are just fundamentally boring to me. It, and I get, I know, I get a lot, I get the appeal to everybody. Like, I get that people like them and are willing to, like, kill to defend their right to hack, collect sure. their toys, their murder toys. But, like, you know. Is that what is that where you dip in Japanese history too? Because I know they started using guns during samurai times, didn't they? Ah, but then they didn't <laughs> after that. Yeah. <laughs> what they started and then stopped? Yeah. The um after um Toyotomi Hideyoshi, the the second of the great unifiers, did a big thing where he collected everybody's guns and they specifically like went back. And I mean, they still had guns. Like, there's a big uh, there was a big to do because someone wrote a book. I forget his name. Giving up the gun. Um, I forget his the author of that. Uh-huh. It's been ten years since I've thought this of it. This is a good Google episode. This is you can yes. Google along love with it, us. Love it, loving it, loving it. Yeah, this is book. Um, I think it's called Giving Up the Gun, where uh, the author, I think Noel Perrin, makes an argument that they basically took back all the guns because I mean, there's a, the whole thing too in in Western history where you know peasant with crossbows and guns like now a peasant can kill a knight sort of thing sure. and, the, and the, the samurai were like well that's not we're not gonna let that stand so they uh they kind of they kind of walked it back a little bit and guns became much more i mean they still existed but they were much more rare okay um interesting so i mean but the people who had guns i mean why wouldn't people just like i learned how to make guns and now i'm gonna make guns because they would be arrested i guess but just like why would you go back to risking life and limb i want to hit people with a sword again that sucks 
I can. Well, also keep, keep in mind that like um, this is this is like when Japan was unifying, and they were also like cutting in on like public duels and like so they were trying to like they were trying to make make the streets safer, okay. so to speak. So they're you know like you do when you want to make a city safer is you take away people's guns their ability to just murder each other you know when someone cuts you off in traffic you can't just pull out your pistol and shoot them like happens a bunch of times you can't just walk into like a little japanese grammar school and gun everybody down you can't like you know not that you could do that back then right Right. with the with a with a fucking harquebus or whatever the hell they were using a musket um god imagine a school shooting like that where somebody walks in fires the rifle at the teacher misses (laughs) and then Sets it down on the ground and begins the 30 to 40 second process of reloading. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's that's when our gun laws were written. Those were what guns were. Oh, yeah, were. of course. No, of, co- of course they need updated. Yeah, that's that's a... Anyway. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I uh, um, I forget what we were <laughs> even were talking we about. with this? Oh, uh, Jesus. You know who else can't stand guns? Dominic? I need you to answer me, Evan. No, it's the oh, Dominic, um, you uh, fool. H- Hank Hill. That's, of course, Hank Hill. Yes, that's right. Citizen Hank, a King of the Hill podcast for a jury. I feel like Hank Hill would actually like guns, wouldn't he? Yeah, I feel like, well, he would like them as like... Um, he was a right-wing I, Texan man. Yes, he was a, he was conservative, but I wouldn't call him right-wing. Okay. I feel like, I mean, in as much, he was one of the good ones, which sure. is a, str- a strange sure, thing to say. Sure. So I feel like Hank, Hank would be like for gun safety and gun control right he's like you can it's your right to own guns is enshrined in the constitution but you got to lock them up and keep them away from kids and their tools and you use them for hunting and things like that and only on the range right right so but he would like them so i can't do a commercial for citizen hank sorry jory your 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 show can get fucked this week (laughs) we're gonna cut all that out no i'm not gonna cut it i have to we it's important that people know that that hank hill is a good person uh, but do you know who Hank Hill's a Hank Hill's a back the blue? Guy. <laughs> oh God, he is. Ugh, yucky poo poo. Um, well, no, that, that would probably be an episode though. Is like Hank starts back back the blue, and then he meets like it ends with him being part of a BLM protest. Oh Jesus! I think as part as part of like as Bobby gets him into they, it or something. They didn't really do those like uh, uh, monkey paw sort of uh, episodes, did they? I mean, they did. Uh, like Hank Hill, the the whole Citizen Hank. I mean, not the Citizen Hank. The whole the whole King of the Hill is just about him learning to be a better person. Okay, I see. Here's the truth. I never really watched King of the Hill. I don't know much oh, about I it. it. I watched it all the way through back in the day, and I think that yeah, I don't think he's a fundamentally bad person starting out. Like. He's, you know, dedicated and he cares about his family and he's got some backward beliefs, but like it's about, you know, throughout the throughout the series, he has those beliefs challenged and, you know, like a good person, he changes his mind when, yeah, he reframes it and doesn't double down. Yeah, I, it hit a weird renaissance like two or three years ago, right? Like people were all mm-hmm. of a sudden watching King of the Hill again. Was that, it must have gone up on Netflix or something. Yeah, yeah, it probably came out somewhere. You know what else is on Netflix? Pokemon? I guess it could be Pokemon. That's right, of course. It's Champs in the Making. Champs in the Making is the revolving table of voices from all over the Orange Groves network. They use a bracket to find the best Pokemon of all. Every 1st and 15th of the month, you can catch a new Champs in the Making. The newest episode, episode 30, are Wheels, Rain, Roswell, and Riley sitting down to do some efficiency champs. That's right. They do a bunch of Pokemon. Ev, you had some really unkind words for Champs in the Making uh, earlier this week. 
I was pissed off because we did that show swap. Yeah. And we dropped we dropped the show in our feed just straight up. Dropped yeah. it in there. And they took our show and put it on the Patreon. So I was kind of I was kind of a uh, <laughs> hot under the collar there. I'm like, wait, sir. The point of a show stop is to swap shows, right? In your feed, and they're like, "No, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna let you guys uh, <laughs> be on the main feed. We don't trust you." And you know, um, to their credit, they shouldn't trust us. No, of course not. We did, we did a really bad job. Yes. Uh, but uh, I believe it's it's Champs in the Making thirty six right now on the public feed is episode thirty. So we will be up in three months. Yes, and the, then, uh, so Saker explained to me how their process works. <laughs> yeah. So champs, we're coming for you. If it's we're free on the Patreon, our episode specifically, you can go grab it, but it won't be in your podcatcher for three more months. So go, go enjoy <laughs> our show swap, where we are very bad and talk about Pac-Man an equal amount to uh, yeah. fucking Pidgey. It's uh, all about the uh, the friend the friendship rating. I don't remember what that was. Was it friendship, kindness? I, I, yeah, I think we did a lot of friendship rating. Yeah. Well, because you know humans are social animals. Like if you if you're a friendly Pokemon, you're gonna have more help than if you're a mean Pokemon. It's true. Uh oh, we have one comment on our. I'm looking at the Patreon of our episode right now, and the comment is love it, and it's from. The crypto naturalist. Oh, <laughs> such a good boy. What a good boy. Thank you. Okay, that's the end of the commercial. <laughs> I wish every commercial ended like that. <laughs> and we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time of the show when we spin this big wheel and see what we have coming up. Our Do you segment- still write emails like letters? Like, dear so-and-so... No. body of letter and then i do signature. write i i, I write I, it should be three parts the first part is like good morning the second part is the message and the third part is thanks but i don't do like dear whatever hmm. you, do you i don't do dear but i'll start off with i'll write them sort of letter format with the name and then i'll i'll do my little signature at the bottom so it's like an abbreviated letter and i know that's kind of old-fashioned it's it's uh but i do it anyway i just i was just curious our segment this and week we're is back. Called- <laughs> piece of cake pair this song with a food or drink oh when i'm daydreaming Daydreaming. what do you want to be sipping on what do you want to be snacking on i want maybe like cotton candy i need something wispy and airy and yeah i was thinking like something smooth like a yeah a smoothie like a, a smoothie, <laughs> smoothie just sitting on your sitting out in your back patio on a nice like late spring day where it's not quite hot enough to be uncomfortable the bugs aren't out yet you're just uh sipping on your your uh mango extremo smoothie oh and... god yeah <laughs> pour a little bit of gatorade in there is yeah. a smoothie the smoothest edible thing no smoothies <laughs> are kind of chunky aren't they they are butter's probably this why don't we call butter smoothies and call smoothies <laughs> butter <laughs> my son just eats butter does he <laughs> it's weird it's the weirdest thing like i'll be uh buttering his toast He's like can i just have can i just have like a, a hunk of butter i'm like fine fine take it <laughs> here <laughs> enjoy the butter buddy does he enjoy it yeah he loves it salted or unsalted both oh you mean at the same time you give him a little pat of both he doesn't he doesn't discriminate okay and salted i don't know that i could eat salted just give me a stick baby i'll munch that shit down but <laughs> like i'm sorry from the crypt episode i gotta stop calling it butter salted smoothie i will munch that uh, shit down <laughs> unsalted like a double cream irish smoothie oh man i love that you give me a big roll of like hartzler's farm smoothie damn <laughs> that shit is good um, like smoothies are like supposed like 
like it's we're doing it like uh the british the the european football soccer thing Mm -hmm. like in, <laughs> in Europe, we call butter smoothies. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go up to my flat from so, the lift so, and have a smoothie. Okay, so um, American smoothies uh-huh. um, are meant to be, like, healthy, right? But mm. they never... They're not. No, it's just like not. It's just... It's like where, um, you know, you're eating. It's like, oh, yeah, I just had uh, some yogurt for lunch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, did it have 26 grams of sugar <laughs> in it? You might as well just eat ice cream. Sure, yeah. So, uh, I like that. I just eat ice cream then. Okay, and that's why we call them butters, because it's got butt in it, because that's right where they go, buddy. Mm, it goes mm. right to my butt. Um, okay, so is that so we're having some cotton candy. Cotton candy. We're having a mango extremo smoothie. No, <laughs> we're, sorry, having a, we're having butter. Well, no, because we've defined butter is not smooth. Ah, uh, so we're having a smoothie. We're having, so a, we're having, we're having so, a stick of smoothie. A stick, of, a stick of mango mango extremo flavored smoothie. Oh no! Wait, why don't they make flavored smoothie? Do uh, they? They've got. Could they make like garlic smoothie? Yeah, they do make garlic smoothie. Okay, so okay, so we have mango smoothie. Okay, so <laughs> got mango cotton candy. Oh, that be bad. Like you like imagine like a pancake. You just you just take a little smoothie and just butter butter it like that like a a sort of sweet. Ev sweet. as usual. We've stumbled onto a million dollar idea through this podcast, which is what we do best. This is what this podcast is. It's an invention podcast. Here's what I propose. A Domino's pizza flavored smoothie. (laughs) (laughs) A smoothie you can eat. Just tastes like it. You're getting all the same flavors. Wouldn't that just be like, like, it'd just be the, um, so if, if smoothie is smoothie, Mm -hmm. what's cheese? Because cheese is also smooth, but it's a little bit more it's got a little bit more heft to it right i i would not call cheese smooth it's i mean not, it's not great it's not grainy well i guess i was just upset about the fact that we called something chunky a smoothie i don't i don't mm. mind that we call it cheese okay. cheese doesn't hold any certain so I mean, if 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 milk is water and butter is snow <laughs> and, and smoothie is snow and cheese is ice like that's that's what we're doing here yeah, that sounds good to me. Let's just put all the words in a fucking hat and pull them out and point hey, at something. Water's pretty smooth too, right? Oh fuck. Yeah, it is. Do we call do we call what we used to call smoothie water and now we call <laughs> water smoothies? Is is water the smoothest drink? Okay. So we have mango water. <laughs> we have We have cotton candy. And we're sitting on the back porch, and we're just enjoying the sunset, baby. It's damn right. <laughs> and fucking uh, daydreaming's playing. Daydreaming. And you're like, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to be when I grow up. <laughs> Taking a big Ro- bite of my water. <laughs> Rodeo clown. Rodeo clown. <laughs> Now's the time in the show when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our drippy little dust bunnies. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email too. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. If you want he- to send us a P mail, don't. <laughs> if you want to send us a P mail, that's P.O. Box. That, that's the Crypto Naturalist, P.O. Box. <laughs> the Crypto Naturalist did actually allow us to use his P.O. Box if people wanted to send us stuff. So if, pe- uh, if you actually want to send us something, I'm not going to give it out on the. Nobody wants to send us anything. But if for some reason you do, please email for, us. Well, you've also given out your address multiple times on the podcast. I got that bare naked ladies. ladies yeah, I gave that out through email as well, which I shouldn't have done. And I'm so happy that we now have a P.O. box. This is a letter from our friend Riley. 
Hey, Riley. Gave his pronouns in this email. So uh, oh, last time I believe we were we we said we don't know, but uh, here we go. Uh, so Riley, uh, this uh, is called Ladies' Letters. My roommate was mildly surprised to learn that there was a Bare Naked Ladies podcast, and slightly mortified to learn that there are actually three, which got me to thinking, <laughs> what if there were even more? So my question is. If the Orange Groves pivoted to being a 100% all BNL all the time <laughs> podcast network, what other niche BNL shows would be created for it? Well, obviously they do that uh, 400 Gordon streak where they compare all the BNL songs in, yes. a, in a bracket. Like yeah. that's just that seems to be their mo. Yeah, and you hear you hear this derision in my voice. I don't mean <laughs> it that way. <laughs> but you're, I did not consider. But, you're right. They have compa- two shows that are like that. That's the Pokemon Joy. They used Pikachu. to have another one. What was the other one? They used to have the, what's that one where they listened to random Fallout Boy stuff and figured out what the best Fallout Boy song was? Yeah, were they, was that a bracket as well? I don't know. That's sort of their shtick though. Who knows? No, I think that was just a. And there's that one where they listened to all the, uh, the Hank, the Hank of the Hill. The Hank of the Hill. (laughs) The Hank of the Hill. And they compare them. Or the one where they like, the, the two, the two, uh, genderqueer people talk about like, um, you know, he, him, they, or what was it? They, them, theirs. theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Where they rate, they rate all of the civil rights um, yeah. <laughs> they put them in a bracket. Yeah. This time, Rosa Parks beat out the Civil War. Uh, yeah, okay. It's like, yeah, the right to the right to sit anywhere you want on a bus. Verse the right to get married. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> it's oh fuck. We should do an amendments bracketing podcast where we just put all the amendments in a bracket <laughs> and have to decide. Uh, okay, so that's what I think we should do is we should just take a, a handful of random Orange Grove shows and twist them to be about BNL. So, okay. uh, you know, we have a we have a uh, something like Dead Letter Society, which is a horror book club podcast where your spooky host Marn invites friends into her library of terror to discuss the novels, short stories, creepy pastas, and interactive fiction that scares them. So, I think so. Dead Letter Society turns into Dead Ladies Society. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, and what does that what does that be? I do we write creepy pastas and read them about the bare naked ladies? Oh yeah, we get that. We get the woman who writes the uh, bare naked lady fanfic. And who we get her to would fuck it? <laughs> Someone had to do yes. it. <laughs> and we just because I feel like, I mean, it doesn't take much to turn an erotic story into like a horror story. Sure, absolutely. Just a few uh, creepy adjectives here and there, and I think you've gotten a stalker <laughs> on your hands. Salt a couple hideous and terrors in there, and uh, <laughs> that's not bad. Give me give me a couple visceral descriptions of reactions, and you're pretty much. Uh, it's true. The uh, Telltale Ed. <laughs> the Telltale Ed. Quoth the Steve, nevermore. Twas the beating of Ed's hideous heart. <laughs> Uh, game mechanics, which is of course a show about tabletop role-playing games from different perspectives, turns into blame mechanics, uh, where or blamen mechanics. Okay, sure. You really punch <laughs> punch down my joke. Uh, <laughs> where, uh, I, what do we do? We write and play a bare naked ladies that could kind of cross over two of them because we do have that live play podcast, that actual play podcast. Yeah. So you write. You uh, adve- the the group adventures through a different bare naked ladies song every week. Oh, that's good. So it's just in D and D or something, but we just we we venture. Well, it's through. a homebrew system specifically made to okay. um. So we do exemplify the BNL the BNL stats. I like that. Maybe okay. So game mechanics is writing the BNL game, but I think if not us, then who is is a podcast where it turns into if if not if not us then BNL. Uh, where it turns into every we go into a different song and we. How about if the if not us then dot 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 maybe Katie. That's good too. I like that a lot. Uh, but I think every song we pick 
what what role playing system best exemplifies that thing? So some fantastic. We're we're in the masks universe, and then we jump into glitter hearts for fucking maybe Katie, and then we do you know cyberpunk twenty seventy seven for what song would that for be? obviously if the you know daydreaming for daydreaming yeah that's pretty good i like that okay maybe i'll be a leader maybe i'll hunt replicants <laughs> <laughs> um how about could we do could we do um the marmoset chronicles where they make up facts about a movie series that doesn't exist do oh we- yeah we would just make up new ba- beer naked ladies <laughs> albums and then <laughs> walk through them and <laughs> Yeah, this is so. We we first we have to pick what what Ed is into at this. We take a moment of Ed's life. Sure. We're like, what was Ed really into at this point? Sure, so sure. he probably wrote. There's probably six or seven songs about that. Oh, I love that. Okay, this is the album where he. God, this is the cheated on my wife album, and that sucks that we're deep into that. Oh, woofy woof. Um, good. I love this. This, this is the album where he realized he respects and loves Lyle. Yeah. <laughs> my sons are actually okay people. Um, good. yeah, that's a constant worry for me. Is that your son might not be a good person? Might be, a, yeah, might be a shitty person. Yeah. yeah, you do what you can, but I think that you realize, like, you know, six months in, that they're just gonna be them. Are, right? are you letting you know? Are you letting yourself off the hook a little bit? I, I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna do the best I can. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna let myself off the hook. And I mean, if it's if he becomes a bad person, it won't be for lack of me trying to make him good or better. Hmm. Okay. So. Okay. All right. But who knows? You can't control, like, especially when they get out in the world, when he's yeah. going to school and stuff. I don't know what message boards or forums he's going to wander onto. Well, you do. I mean, you can you can ask him and you can... No, I'm talking about when he's like a when he's like a teenager. Sure, and, that makes sense. You know, yeah. Young adult. All right. Fair enough. Boy, you really brought down the mood there. Somebody had to. <laughs> Ebo, we done did it. Someday I will make a message board and I'll name it after you. And I hope your name isn't Stormfront because that message board already exists. I did uh, some research on... The message board is full of poo. Uh, uh, there was a great article that was on Gizmodo about like the fucking fractured alt-right message board like culture right now because mm-hmm. they are the fucking Wild West. After Parlor went down... They don't know what to do or where to go. Like, there's like eight coon, and I guess Parlor is back now, but a lot of them went on to MeWe. And it's just like, it's so good to see them fucking scattering like cockroaches and have no, mm-hmm. I have no central leadership anymore. Their head is cut off, and fuck, it just rules. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited that, you know, not only are they out of the woodwork, but now they have no, no common ground. Yeah, what a make, joy. Make racists afraid again. Hell yes. So. Um, do you hate, I do hate when people were trying to take back the red hat with white letters thing and do like funny (laughs) little, like, like they would do like make racists afraid again on the hat and stuff like that, which is just like, when I see that, it does not comfort me to know that like, oh, you're an okay per. It's just, I'm still, my heart rate is still up because I saw the red, red hat with white letters on it. Like it did not make me comforted. (laughs) So I don't know. Ebo, what you got to plug this week? Mm. i'll go first blue hats yeah. with pink letters give me Ooh. some different color hats and some different color letters they could say whatever we've been you want. on we've been on a hat kick in our plugs last i think it was like maybe an episode ago or two we were talking about bringing back uh bowlers oh, and tri-corner yeah. hats and, oh uh, yeah the pirate hats god damn yeah what about, uh, what about gloves mm, i've never been a big gloves fan only when it's cold, I'll wear gloves. Like I don't, I don't want stuff on my hands. But like opera gloves yeah, or even, even surgical gloves. Even then, I can't, I can't do my phone through them, and that's very important to me. I must be able to scroll, my friend. So no opera gloves shall I wear. 
Well, they have the they have the gloves with the little rubber tip scrolling tips. Th- those are my running fingies. gloves in the morning. Oh yeah. Ooh. Um. But uh. But what yeah. Do you ru- what do you run from? <laughs> my past. <laughs> I just do a loop around the block. I always come back to it. Uh, God, I hate running. It's yeah, it's the worst. The fucking worst. I cannot wait until I'm fully vaccinated and I can go back to the goddamn gym. I miss it so much. Oh, I'd rather go to the gym ten times than run once. Uh, so my plugs are for blue hat, pink letters, and gyms. Ev, what are you plugging this week? Mine are for gloves, obviously, and let's say graveyards. Okay, you're on a G kick this week. I mm-hmm. like that. Um, Do you know, like, America's one of the few countries where you, like, buy a grave plot? Usually they're given to you? No, usually you, like, rent it, essentially. Like, especially in, like, uh, I don't know, China and, and Japan and places like that, you'll they'll put your body in the ground for, like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, and then they take it out and, like, move it to a central location. A central you know, location? Like a, like a mausoleum or something. You know, like, the, you go into that building and there's just hundreds of little plaques that have names and stuff on them. Uh-huh. Okay. Because, I mean, how, how long do you need a fucking grave for anyway? Like, your family's going to visit it. Maybe your kids are going to visit it. So, like, what's that? 20, 30 years. And then who's going to visit your grave? Yeah. And that ground can't be... You can't build a Walmart over it because then it'll automatically mm-hmm. be a haunted Walmart. Yeah. How are you going to get your hamburgers at the the haunted Claire's? <laughs> oh, hauntology. Ebbo, I'm also going to plug the haunted Claire's because that's one of my favorite <laughs> uh, my favorite stores in the mall. It's right next. Get your ears to, pierced at the haunted Claire's. Right next to the burned down Lego store, the haunted Claire's, and Cav works at both of them. Uh, I'm Saker. I'm Spooky Evan. Oh, and we'll see you again in one, one haunted week. week.